another episode of A Ghost in the Magazine. I'm Steph. And I'm Elle. And this week's movie is The Craft. This is the final movie on my list. And I have to be honest, I didn't even tell you about this. It was a tough decision. And I wish I had gone a different <laughs> direction. It was between The Craft and that Guillermo del Toro movie, Mama. Have you seen that movie? I have not, actually. I really wish that uh, I had chosen that movie. It's so... I don't care what anyone says. I don't know that everyone likes it. I've never looked up the Rotten Tomatoes score for it. I think it's so refreshing and different. It's like a, a different way to tell a ghost story as opposed to this. But alas, I chose to craft. This has come up a lot because, you know, it's my birthday month. I am a year older. And the common theme is like revisiting these movies as an adult, except for Chucky, because I watch that on heavy rotation constantly. Chucky runs my life. And having like a different view of <laughs> what's transpiring than as a teenager with my teenage mind and teenage experience. Also, I want to address right now that Scream and The Craft both came out in 1996 and they both have Nev Campbell and Skeet Ulrich in them. I don't know what that says about me as a person, but I'll take it. I'll take the L. And Skeet Ulrich plays dickbags in these movies. Like, I don't know if he's ever redeemed himself because I don't watch whatever he's in. I know he's like a Riverdale dad, but I only watched the first mm. season mm. of that show. And I heard it gets really fucking stupid. So I don't know that he's ever redeemed himself or if he's just going to forever be typecast as that dickbag guy who plays dickbag teenagers and even though he's an old dickbag. I don't know. I remember him being a teen magazine staple in the late 90s, early 2000s. I think I watched The Craft, but later. And he gives off massive douchebag vibes. So either he's a great fucking actor or he's like a douchebag. Or it's like very close to his reality. Mm -hmm. I remember I being super into him in Scream. Scream came out when I was six years old. However, obviously I didn't watch it until I was a teenager. But I know that he had longer hair in Scream. Okay, maybe. Like, Let me look. No, I'm yeah. curious. It's like a different kind of dick bag. Okay. In the craft, he's like the standard jock who gets what he wants. He uses girls like Kleenex. And in Scream, he's more of like, I'm going to smile on your face, but secretly I'm murdering your fucking friends and I can <laughs> cut your throat at any moment, dick bag. They're a little different. <laughs> Yeah. No, he's kind of hot in Scream. I'm not going to lie. Right. I these screen caps. I haven't watched Scream in many, many years. That was one. Please. My mom yeah. drove it into the ground. There's a lot of movies I can't watch because I watch them past the point of being able to watch them ever again. Because my mother does not cycle in new movies. She just watches the same fucking eight movies for an entire year. Every time you talk about your mother, I realize I am her. She is me. We are the same person. <laughs> Drive I'm me nuts. Mom. <laughs> but I say that and I've watched Trailer Park Boys all the way through probably yeah, so 40 times. Me, don't even talk to me, okay? <laughs> I have anxiety and ADHD, which is why I recycle my comfort gen. Also, I'm pretty sure it has something to do with the double Virgonus in there because your mom and I have the same right yeah. design. So leave me alone. <laughs> in the history of this podcast, Elle and I have talked extensively about occult themes. In the last episode, I joked about it being demon school when we get together. Because something that some movies ignore, there's an educational component to all of these occult pieces. 
Except in this movie, <laughs> there's not. Because I think most teenage girls go through a period in their life where they are interested in witchcraft and the occult. And it has a lot to do with us not having freedoms mm-hmm. and wanting to have like dominion over our bodies and our lives and our existence and not have it be determined by men and witchcraft is like alluring for that reason because it can be viewed as a means to like break those shackles or whatever this movie so sarah moves to this place and she's troubled because her mom died giving birth to her i think that's her only trouble it's supposed to be set up that they all have troubled lives um i'm sorry if this sounds insensitive she never even knew her mom and she has like two parents in the household, even if she doesn't care for Jenny or whatever the fuck her stepmom's name is. She has two parents in the household. And so then that's like regular teenage shit, fighting with your parents, whatever. But it doesn't even really show her fighting with her parents ever. Mm-hmm. So she is blessed. Apparently her mom was like a natural witch. So she has natural inclinations, which sure. And there's like different levels of sensitivities people can have. And you know what I mean? So she goes to the school and I, I am heavily suspicious of all Catholic schools. I don't care. I would never go to one and I don't trust people who like them. This fight me in the street about it. But the way that she fell in with these girls, no. Like mm-hmm. I understand the need for like when you go to a new place to like latch on to someone so that you're not alone. But these bitches are creepy. Okay? Mm-hmm. Especially Nancy. Like, sorry. So the girls are Nancy. She's the weird one. Rochelle is obviously the black one. And Bonnie is the Nev Campbell one. Mm-hmm. And they're fucking weirdos. Nancy's really intense. Goth, but kind of not. Goth also at the same time. She just gives off very unwelcome vibes. And I'm really interested to know how she became friends with Rochelle and Bonnie also. So Nancy's issue is that she's... <laughs> I'm sorry, is that she's essentially white trash. And Rochelle actually says at one point, oh, I think she's upset because she doesn't want to be white trash anymore. But I'm like, girl, you're white. Just go with it. Which I think is a really insensitive thing for her to say because her issue is that she's black. And this girl is being viciously and hatefully racist to her. And then Bonnie has have burn scars all over her back. And I don't think that they ever explain how she got those. They're just mysterious back scars, right? Well, it says in the plot synopsis on Wiki that she uh, was in a car accident. But I don't remember that being said. It could just be something somebody dropped in here. Okay. Yeah, I don't hear that ever. I really would have liked some backstory there, especially considering like her behavior later on in the movie. Like she turned into a total raging bitch. And I just don't think that any of that's called for. Yeah, I think that a lot of this is having the balance tipped in your life when you are Mm -hmm. not prepared for it because you are still really immature because these are teenage girls dealing with teenage girl things and everything's a very hard overreaction kind of hate to say it but the one that i identify with the most is obviously nancy because that is you're gonna say that 
that's the environment I grew up in. I mean, aside from, I didn't have a creepy stepdad. My parents were together, but like my dad wasn't home. He was always at work. He was a retail sales manager and we lived in a single wide trailer for most of my childhood. We eventually upgraded to the double wide. Like my first home that I lived in looked a lot like that trailer she was living in. I saw her intensity and resting bitch face as more of a protection thing because of her stepdad and that dynamic she had at home. She has to keep people at an arm's length because there was an unspoken thing there where I feel like her stepdad pressed boundaries. Mm, Okay. Thank you for breaking Nancy down for me because I have a hard no. I understand. Like a hard fucking no. Obviously, I identify with Rochelle because she's black. She gets bullied by this fucking bitch. The bitch from Hey Dude. That bitch. (laughs) And she literally goes after her for no motherfucking reason. It's very much like Eric's made to my core because I don't fight. Like, I don't physically fight. The way I would have dragged this hoe, I would have dragged her into the pool, maybe drowned her a little scared her because for no fucking reason she says some shit like so she messes with her Rochelle likes to dive and every time she goes to dive she fucks her up like throwing off her concentration or whatever diving is scary I'm not into it I had to do it at school and I don't like it Mm -mm. so Rochelle confronts her she says like oh I have a pubic hair in my brush and then she says oh no that's just one of Rochelle's little nappy hairs and she is like bitch what the fuck is your fucking problem much less aggressive than the way that I would have come at her because what's your fucking problem it doesn't make any sense and she says I just don't like negroids bitch like it would have been on and popping like oh you want to talk about negroids okay all right I've got something for you these tiny little hands that was incredibly uncomfortable the girl was jealous of her and that's the reason why she was behaving that way yeah and why you have to go so like racist on it just like no one to check her on it like yeah for no one around her to be uncomfortable by what the fuck she's saying it's a you know what i mean like for not anyone to be like wow what's your damage that's crazy don't talk to people like that i live in rural washington and there's not a lot of black folks here. If somebody said something racist, I would say they would get checked by multiple. Even though we live in a very conservative area with a lot of fucking racists, you can't say that shit out loud. This was before the era of Donald Trump and it being okay. So maybe it's more likely to be a thing now where you just shut up and let it go. But when I was growing up, you wouldn't, you don't say that kind of shit. Somebody's going to call you out. It doesn't matter. A hundred percent. I remember being in high school and going to a football game and the football field was like right next to our house. So we would just walk over (coughs) and I can't remember what I said, but this boy who I had gone to school with, like all of elementary school, middle school, he said, why are you talking like that? And I said, what are you talking about? What do you mean? And he was like, oh, that's nigger talk. It was a (gasps) huge fucking issue. It was a big issue. Like my dad got involved with the school. It was Mm -hmm. a big thing. I grew up in the Midwest and it wasn't equal. There were significantly less black and brown people, especially when I moved to Grand Haven. There was like literally a small handful of black kids. Mm -hmm. So I just can't, I just can't imagine. Like, I know we're talking about it a lot, but I just, it was very aggressive, especially yeah. compared to the other girl's issues. This it wasn't was, like a microaggression. It was like on an aggression, fucking, aggression. Yeah, it was massive. It, it kind of jarred me because I haven't watched this mm. movie for a long ass time since I was probably mm-hmm. like 16 or 17. 
it was just on and pop it. And, you know, Rochelle just bows out and like, all right, she's a hateful whore. So these girls practice witchcraft. I know you can't see me because it's a podcast, but I did that in air quotes because it's obviously not a thing that's working. And they're convinced that the reason why they're all creating deity Menon is not listening to them is because Mm -hmm. they need a force for North, South, East and West. They were missing their North star. Literally in school, Sarah's making a fucking pencil, like levitate and like turn around on the desk. And my thing about that is Bonnie's watching her do it. First of all, why would you just do that in a new school? You're trying not to be the weird girl. And Bonnie's just watching her. And my thing, the thing that really bothers me about this interaction is that she's watching for a while. And then all of a sudden, for no reason, she goes, <gasps> and like alerts Sarah that she's watching. But I'm like, bitch, you've been watching for like 10 minutes. They're like, oh, we need this girl. We need this girl in our circle. And they rack up bad karma for themselves by stealing from the nice occult lady's shop by the way that doesn't make any sense but they get her to be involved and they do this gross spell where they like I think they drink each other's blood and they're trying to invoke the minute the reason why I'm saying the name is because it's not real it's not a thing yeah I was like is this something I don't know about no what they assign to it is like a universal type power you can call that whatever you can make a thought form like you can literally just make shit up so I wouldn't even call the movie on that that's not the part of the movie that is no problematic in my opinion it's not at all but they do this ritual where they pull upon their sisters and drink each other's blood and it does work it does do a thing because there's like butterflies and shit so they're like great we're magic now let's start fucking shit up so they each have a different spell that they want to put into place that they want to ask for (laughs) sorry so okay here's the part that i'm confused about so she uh, pushed up on by pete ulrich's character whose name mm-hmm. i cannot remember chris uh, chris what a chris basic, hooker basic bitch so chris immediately pushes up on sarah and she likes him you know like why not i just got here a cute obviously popular boy likes me whatever so they hang out and then well after the girls freak her out they hung out and he says let's go to my house and she's like i don't want to go and that was it he spread rumors about her at the school that they had sex and she was awful and i'm just like why <laughs> like, what the fuck do you get out of that that's psychotic to me for some reason she still liked him and like wanted him to like her back and that was her spell to get him to like her i thought she was just fucking with him but then they she says it later like oh i just wanted him to like me and he obviously has a history with nancy so bonnie's was to get her scars gone rochelle's was was to get that bitch to leave her alone and Nancy's was to have money and to make the stepdad go away so they start coming true my thing is this bitch getting her hair falling out I feel like she deserved it Mm -hmm. and I'm sorry if that offends anyone she fucking deserved it's just hair who cares if you're a bald bitch for the rest of your life that obviously made her think about what she did because Mm -hmm. she apologized to Rochelle later yeah. And I'm just like, let her fucking hair fall out. Let her have to wear a wig. Like, mm-hmm. don't be a racist piece of shit. How about that? Yeah. It seemed like that worked well. I mean, Bonnie's worked well too, except for it changed her personality. Yes. She was just so rude. And then, like, 
all of a sudden they're just excusing Nancy's increasingly psychotic behavior just does not check well I would also say that uh Nancy and Bonnie had things in their behavior before that were kind of problematic when you're very insecure like Bonnie Mm. was she flipped over to the other side and became almost like narcissistic sociopath and Mm. Nancy was just an incredibly damaged human being the thing is is Rochelle to me like I kept waiting for the shoe to drop where they told us that she had some kind of like Claire ability because she seemed like she could read people's feelings and stuff she was very calm she had a completely different demeanor than the other two and she had remorse that she felt when she saw that girl whatever the fuck her name was start to lose her hair but then when uh Nancy's like trying to kill Sarah that's true she just fell in the line yeah that, was, that didn't make sense to that character for me no at all. it did not to me either and i'm like girl we were related i would check the fuck out of nancy <laughs> like no we can't mm-hmm. kill our classmate and former friend no but then again nancy goes after chris because chris becomes obsessed with her which any love spell that's what's gonna happen the person is likely to become obsessed with you and dangerous because you don't want people to be obsessed with you and he like tries to our word sarah and so nancy takes us like well i'm gonna go fuck with him again even though she really didn't need a reason she had all this hate in her soul for him and she was looking based on his behavior legitimate there was a reason but i just can't understand Sarah being I am here I'm brand new I'm a child my life hasn't begun yet and this boy gives me a fucking little bit of attention and shows me his whole ass and his whole black soul and I'm gonna spend my fucking spiritual energy attaching him to me it's because she's a child yes it's so stupid no men are a time a dozen especially that kind of man shitty man yes anywhere like literally get on a dating app a million shitty men right there common theme here honestly it literally just goes fucking crazy they end up doing this bigger ritual where nancy gets this entity to pour into her and it like kills a bunch of hammerhead sharks and they wash up on the shore it's very weird and when sarah does not want to play anymore because nancy kills chris which whatever (laughs) rip yeah no Uh, loss she doesn't want to play anymore nancy goes crazy they really could have just left her alone they really could have just like all right we're not going to talk to you anymore they went ham they played games with her they made her think that her parents died in a fucking plane crash they got bugs and shit on her car and then they were like you're gonna kill yourself mm-hmm. what is your problem <laughs> Childish people that are emotionally damaged that suddenly have things go in their favor when they are not prepared for it and wielding power. While that is consistent storytelling for two, the third character does not make sense. And I would think to an extent, especially because like Bonnie's shit is really tilted towards vanity and Sarah's never said anything that has triggered that wound. So I still don't really see where Bonnie's motivation is in that. I can see Nancy's motivation because she's fucking cracked. And part of that is if she's channeling a paranormal entity that has infinite power and she's an imperfect vessel, it's going to crack her. I would even say to some extent, she's not herself anymore. Uh, Yes, I definitely agree. But Nancy loses. None of them die, which I feel like if you're going to kill a guy, like you could kill one of the girls. I know that that's shitty, but like you could kill one of them. You know, <laughs> so, sorry. You know what they would have done though? Hmm. 
Who would they have killed, Steph? Kill Bonnie. I would say Bonnie or Nancy would deserve it, but I think sure. that they're fucking director. I know they would kill period, Rochelle. They would kill the black girl. Yes. I know. That's why know. I'm okay with the way it ended because it could have been worse. That's the way I look at it. You know, when I was a kid, I thought of this as like a girl power type movie and like mm-hmm. wanting witch friends. Now I look back on it and I'm like, this is just a bunch of severe psychological damage put into <laughs> a blender of bad writing. Yes, which is why I wish I had chosen Mama. But surprise, we're here instead yeah i can sincerely say i won't watch this movie again and i did see the craft legacy i thought it was good like entertainment wise not anything deeper you don't have to you'll be fine that's all i got (laughs) yeah there wasn't much to say on this one it's one of those things where I watched it as a kid and my remembrance of it does not live up to watching it as an adult. Like yeah. Howard the Duck. This is the witchy Ew. Howard the Duck. That would be so creepy. <laughs> I was, I loved that movie when I was like four years old. My dad would come home from 12 hour shifts and have to watch Howard the Duck with me every night. That's really precious. And then I watched it as an adult and I was like, why the fuck did my parents let me watch this? He's a duck alien and a human is fucking him. Please, I cannot. That's scarier than anything we'll ever cover on this podcast. We should cover Howard the Duck. I argue that's horror. I politely decline. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that is your right. All right. Well, that's the end of my birthday month. I'm not going to tell you what comes next. You'll just have to stay tuned and find out. But you can find this podcast on the interwebs at ghostinthemagazine.site or on Twitter at GITM Podcast. And you can find me on Twitter at WitchXPudding. And you can find me at Nocturnical. Okay, bye! Hello, friends. It's me, Steph. Just here with a message to let you know we're going on a month-long hiatus during September. We have a lot of planning to do. But we'll meet you right back here in October where the podcast started for 31 Days of Horror. Keep an eye out for what's to come on our website, ghostinthemagazine.site, or on Twitter at GITM Podcast. Okay, bye.